Well, hello everyone. My name is Kevin Rognes and I am the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant and it is my pleasure to host this, which is the Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. So thank you very much for watching or listening and I hope that this is helpful for you. Today what I want to be talking about is the SOAP method of reading through the Bible. You may have heard of this, you may have practiced this. We've done this at a, in a variety of ways in our church and lots of churches and lots of ministries use this model to help people disciple one another. So we've often talked about discipleship as walking with God, with others, and with other people. And so the SOAP method is a very practical way of doing all three of those things, potentially. This is something that you can do in your own personal study time with the Bible, or it's something that you can do with other people as well. Other nice things about this plan is that you can do this with any passage in the Bible. It works with any passage of any length, no matter where you are. Now, keep in mind that if you're working with certain passages that have a lot going on, you may need to broaden the passage to make sure you get the appropriate context, but you can really do this at any point, and all you need is the Bible, a pen, and some paper. So that's what we're going to do today is just I'm going to walk through doing soap on my own with a particular passage of scripture. And again, this is something you can easily do with other people, whether they have been a Christian for a long time or are new to the faith or are thinking about maybe studying the Bible for the first time. So this is just a really great tool to help you dig into the Bible and make it make sense in your everyday life. So, before I get into the actual SOAP method, and SOAP is an acronym that we'll get into in a moment, um, it's always nice to kind of get yourself into the right place and kind of center yourself biblically before you get into Bible study. So to do that, I'm going to go through uh, three different passages and just kind of read through them. Um, if you were to be doing this on your own or with a person, you would maybe spend some time maybe praying over these passages too and just kind of reading through these slowly. Um, but in the interest of time, I'm just going to kind of read through and offer a couple of observations before moving on. So the first is Matthew 4, 4, where it says, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, what's helpful for this in terms of preparing for Bible study is that it reminds us that the Word of God, that the Bible, is sustenance. It is basically spiritual food for us, and that's why it's so important that we're in it on a daily basis. It needs to be regular because it sustains us. Then we look at Psalm 51, verses 10 through 13. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. And there's a lot happening in this because this is a very discipleship-oriented passage. It's about creating a spirit of purity in your heart that only comes from God, bringing joy and salvation to you, and teaching other people about God's ways. It's a classic discipleship passage. And then we'll look at Psalm 119, verses 33 through 40. And this passage is just all about loving 
God's word and how important it is to dig into it. So again, Psalm 119, verses 33 through 40. Teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees, that I may follow it to the end. Give me understanding, so that I may keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Give me understanding, so that I may keep your law. Direct me in the path of your commandments, for there I find delight. Turn my heart toward your statutes and not toward selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Fulfill your promise to your servant so that you may be feared. Take away the disgrace that I dread, for your laws are good. How, long I, how I long for your precepts. In your righteousness, preserve my life. And that's just a beautiful description of what it means to really be invested in and loving God's word. So after you go through a couple of passages like that, you can maybe pray or kind of meditate on those briefly. And then we'll actually get to soap itself, the actual nitty gritty of this particular Bible reading plan. So the letters of soap, S-O-A-P, stand for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Those are the kind of the, th the four steps that you can do to go through this method and spend time in God's word. And again, you can do this alone or with people. So scripture, that's just a simple matter of reading a passage carefully and slowly. So oftentimes uh, what I do when I'm doing the soap method is I kind of have my paper and pen and I write out just the word scripture. And I kind of sometimes underline the S just to remind me where I'm at. Um, and so today I'm going to look through 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 7 through 12. And so sometimes what people will do, um, if they're just doing one verse for soap, or just a couple of verses, they may actually write down the scripture in its entirety. Um, since I'm doing about five verses, I'm not going to write them down. I'm just going to um, read them for myself. But when you read the scripture, just make sure you kind of read through it slowly and thoughtfully. And oftentimes it's good to do that a couple of times. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. 2 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 12. To keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's nice to just kind of pause and think about that for a moment. I'm going to read it one more time. To keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, 
My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I said that wrong. I'm actually only reading through verse 10, not through verse 12. So forgive me for that. So verses 7 through 10. So now we move into the portion called observation. So I'm just going to write observation down. And I'm going to underline the O just so I kind of, you know, keep going through the soap. So I have scripture and observation. And here I just like to kind of put a mark for each verse and I'll kind of say seven and then I'll kind of write verse by verse some of the things that I observe. Um, these observations can be anything. Um, it can be a question. It can be a word that you find really interesting or a phrase that you find meaningful. So as I go through here, um, in chapter or in verse seven, I find it interesting that Paul says conceited. Um, Paul is recognizing that he can kind of get a little bit puffed up and prideful. Um, so I think that's a really interesting word choice. And he's noticing that about himself. He's saying that I can become really conceited and prideful about himself. So he's very self-aware. Um, so I'm going to write down that there's a high level of self-awareness of his weaknesses. I think that's really interesting. And he calls this weakness, um, he calls this thorn in his flesh a messenger of Satan. So um, Paul is talking about continued spiritual warfare. Thorn in his flesh tormenting him that's from Satan. Again, so he's talking about spiritual warfare. So that's interesting. Anything else about verse 7 that kind of piques my interest? Um, I think that's kind of all I'm noticing at the moment. So then in verse 8 it says, three times he prayed for God to take this thorn away from him. So we don't really know if that's a, a physical ailment that he has, this thorn in the flesh. We don't know if it's a temptation that he has. Um, all we know is that it's from Satan, and three times um, Paul is taking this to be removed. So Paul's prayer is repetitive. So what I observe about that is that, like, this gives me permission, and there's biblical precedent to be asking for God for the same things if I don't feel like I, you know, got the result I wanted. It's okay to repeat that same prayer. It doesn't mean I was wrong. Um, Paul's prayer is repetitive. And three different times he prayed for it. His prayer is repetitive. He prayed for it three times. And he asked God to take it away. So he has faith that God can do something here. He has faith in God to keep continuing to pray the same prayer 
is an indication of faith because he says, I still think you can do this. So that's that. So then in verse 9, what we see happening is Jesus says to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Jesus is saying, my grace is sufficient for you. That's really interesting that Jesus is saying that his power is present when I am weak, when we are weak. So Jesus' power is present in my weakness. That's kind of hard to think through because uh, I... I don't, I don't often have a sense of power when I'm feeling weak, you know? I don't often have a sense of God moving when I feel weak and vulnerable to temptation or I'm feeling physically weak because I'm physically exhausted after a run or um, after an illness. Um, that's not a moment when I sense power, but Jesus is saying that's when my power is present. Wow, that's... That's a lot to kind of process. Jesus says that my power is perfect in weakness. So then Paul starts talking and says, Paul says, I'm going to boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. So Paul is now getting excited about his weakness. He's excited for what God might do through his weakness. Paul is kind of saying that my weakness is an opportunity. So that's interesting to observe. My weakness is an opportunity. That's what Paul is saying to us. For God to move. I think I spelled opportunity wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> that's the thing. This is just for yourself. You don't have to write in full sentences. You can just jot down words or phrases. Doesn't matter if you have spell check. You're not sending this to anyone, so it's, it's fine. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Wow. So when we are weak, that's, that's the opportunity for God's power, for Jesus' power to rest on me. That's so interesting. Then I'm going to move on to verse 10. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. Delight, that's that's a strong word. That's not something I use very often because, well, A, we just don't culturally use that word very often. Um, but Paul is saying he delights in these things that are negative. Um, so it's such a contrast. So delight contrasts with his experience. So why is he delighting? He is delighting in God because his negative experiences are an opportunity for God's power. Negative experiences are a moment for God to shine through. Just writing this down. Negative experiences let God's power work. That's so cool. I love that. And difficulties and persecutions. So he kind of says a lot of different 
kinds of experiences. So it's really wide ranging because he says insults, hardships, persecutions, difficulties. So, I mean, that can run the gamut of things that can be uh, physical illness, that can be um, mental health challenges, that can be bullying at school, um, it can be um, unfair prosecution, it can be so many different things, financial hardships, uh, car accidents, uh, medical issues, all kinds of things are covered in that. And then Paul says, when I am weak, then I am strong. And that's, the Bible is just full of those moments of contrast. Um, and this is just a really, really powerful contrast is what I'm going to write down. Um, powerful contrast of weakness and strength. Contrast or paradox, I guess I would say. Paradox between weakness and strength. The Bible is full of those kinds of paradoxes, isn't it? I mean, there's all, all kinds of talk about uh, contrasts of light and dark and um, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. There's all kinds of things like that. And this is just another example of that. Um, God does that a lot. He does these paradoxes where two things that are kind of opposed are true at the same time. So we see that here of weakness and strength being simultaneously present. Um, the other example is when Jesus talks about, um, you know, the last person shall be first and the first shall be last because the disciples were kind of arguing about who was the best. And Jesus was kind of saying, the highest person is the person who serves and makes himself humble and kind of the last person. Um, so I'm always, I'm always just kind of interested when I find those paradoxes and um, you're also always welcome to kind of um, underline or make notes in your Bible itself, too. Um, I certainly do that in my Bibles. I write a lot of things in them, um, but I definitely underlined a lot of that there. So now here, um, you know, I have some different observations that I'm written down. Again, they're not necessarily complete sentences. Sometimes it's just little phrases or words here and there that really, really jump out to me. So now I'm going to move on to the application. And so here, this is just kind of a place where you apply scripture to your own personal life and say, okay, what did I learn in this passage that I can take with me? So what are some things that I observe? Um, one of the first things I notice that helps me for my um, life is just I take comfort in the fact that um, Paul's thorn in his flesh doesn't go away. Um, so I, I find solidarity with Paul in that. So solidarity with Paul in the sense that, you know, he still battles or he potentially still battles some of the same temptations. Um, I also kind of apply this to my own life in realizing that, um, Prayers being unanswered in the way, un wow, I can't spell today. <laughs> um, unanswered prayers can be a learning opportunity because Paul here, he has this prayer three times to have this thorn removed from his flesh. That's his prayer and it doesn't get answered the way that he wants. But in that, he's realizing that God is teaching him a lesson. He's realizing that God is giving him an opportunity 
for his weakness to mean something. So unanswered prayers can be very instructive and it can give us new perspectives. Give new perspectives. And I know I've definitely had that in my life where um, a prayer that I've been praying repeatedly to God isn't necessarily answered in the way that I expected or in the way that I hoped. And so from that, I've often learned, okay, God has something else, or God is trying to show me something different other than me getting what I want out of this prayer. And inevitably, it's like, okay, God, I see what you're doing now. <laughs> you are good. I see what you're trying to get to me to learn. And, you know, Paul's having that experience and sharing that with us. Um, I also take comfort in the fact that some problems don't go away. Um, and because, I mean, I've definitely felt that in my life. Um, and sometimes I've felt that because the problem didn't go away, because I didn't, it maybe meant that I didn't pray enough or that I wasn't close enough to God. Um, but what we see in Paul's life is he is incredibly close to God. He's one of the best evangelists of all time, and he's given us so much important writing. And we can see that he just has this really deep personal relationship with God. And yet the thing that he prays for doesn't happen. So when I see that, when I see Paul's problems doesn't go away, that doesn't mean that my faith is um, lesser. Uh, my faith isn't less because of that. So that's that's really helpful for me to kind of apply to my life and say, okay, just because I'm I'm still facing this problem doesn't mean I didn't pray enough or didn't uh, or I'm not close to God. It's just sometimes what happens in a broken world, or sometimes God's letting us have that problem for a reason. And that kind of leads into my next application, I guess, is that um, weakness is an opportunity for God. So my weakness as a human is an opportunity for God to do something. So I, I, I feel like I've seen that happen in so many ways. Um, you know, sometimes that's healing. You know, when I've seen a person battle cancer, I've just seen them take it as an opportunity to give glory to God and put their trust in God. And that's been really powerful for me to see, wow, this challenge that they are going through is an opportunity for God to do something. Um, I've also felt it in my life, and this is a whole other story that we're not going to get into today, but um, there were times where I was struggling with different things, and I was keeping it a secret for a long time, but then when I read this passage, I kind of realized, wow, these secrets, these things that I think are a weakness on my part are actually an opportunity for God to be moving in my life so I can surrender this weakness to God and somehow God will will move through that and show his power in that. And I don't always know what that's going to look like, um, but that's something that God can do, and that's that's really exciting. So when I look through this passage, those are kind of some of the applications I get. I feel a greater sense of solidarity with Paul, um, which is 
which is kind of nice to kind of realize, okay, I can have this role model in scripture of someone who tried to follow Jesus faithfully. Um, I realize in my own life that unanswered prayers um, can be a chance for God to teach me a lesson. Um, it also just gives me a new perspective on things. It reminds me that some problems just don't go away and I can find peace in that because I can realize, okay, just because this problem isn't going away doesn't mean that my prayers are ineffective. I still have reason to keep praying and keep trusting in God. And it also doesn't mean that my faith is any less. It doesn't mean I'm not close to Jesus. And my weakness is an opportunity for God to do something. I'm, I'm feeling that a lot right now because right now as I'm training for a marathon, I'm feeling very weak and I need God's power. I need God to help strengthen me and get me through some of these runs because it is not easy. Um, it is not easy. So those are kind of some of the applications that I have. So looking through how I'm writing it. So I have the scripture, the observation, the application. And then the last piece is the prayer. So that's just kind of responding to God in prayer. Um, and this can happen in a lot of different ways. You can write out a prayer or you can just kind of pray um, to God just as you're sitting there, however you want to do that. Sometimes it's really nice to come back to the prayer and kind of come back to the same passage throughout the week. And maybe you just do this one passage multiple times through the week or just sit with this for a few days. Um, that's totally fine because you can pray into it and continue to pray over it and let your heart be changed over time. So instead of writing a prayer for it, I'm just going to pray for us and over this passage and just speak to God about what this passage means to me and what I hope I can learn from it. So please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the words that Paul wrote down so long ago, and I thank you that they lasted when so many things from that age did not last. There's so many things we don't know about then, um, but you preserved your word and made sure that other people copied this passage over and over to the point where we still have copies of it today, and I thank you for that. And Lord, I thank you I'm, that I'm not alone in struggling with things. Um, I thank you that I know that, or I can know now that um, just because my problems don't go away doesn't mean that I don't stop coming to you. I, I can still come to you and and have my problems and have my concerns, and um, and you're still here with me. It, you haven't left me just because things don't work out the way that I hope or expect. But I hope, too, that when things don't go the way that I hope or expect, I pray that you can help me to have that perspective shift and to help me see why you're maybe not answering my prayer in the way that I would hope. Help me to learn whatever it is I need to learn in those moments. And help me to, instead of just wanting the circumstance that I want to come about to just trust you in whatever is happening or not happening. Um, and I just pray that when I have these moments of weakness that I can say, oh good, <laughs> thank you God for this moment of weakness because I now need you. I know I need you. Um, but help me just see those moments as reminders of how human I am and how great you are. Help me to realize that 
this is your opportunity to do something in my life, whatever that may be. So I just thank you for these lessons that Paul has given us because they show us more of of who we are as humans and who you are as God. And we thank you for that. We pray these things in your name. Amen. So yeah, this is this is one of my favorite passages of scripture and I've been over this passage so many different times and um, I've done this method on this before and it's still I still find things that are useful and instructive for me as I go through them. Um, I definitely like today I'm definitely thinking I need to do more delighting in hardships and persecutions because I usually just get focused on like, oh, this is a hard moment for me. How do I get out of this or how do I get through this? And it, this is just a good reminder to me that in those moments, I need to say, this is good, not because the circumstance is happy, but this is a good moment because now I am reminded that I need to rely on God. I need God's power right now because my power is nothing. <laughs> I am weak right here. I need God's strength. So that's, for me, is the kind of thing that I want to come back to throughout this week and just remind myself, okay, no, this is a good moment. This struggle is a good thing because now I'm reminded that I need to rely upon God. And if I rely upon God in a problem, it's probably going to go better than if I rely upon myself. So that is the SOAP method. And that's something that you can do on your own, as I just did, or it's something you can do with another person or with a group of people. I know Pastor Brad has a had uh, had a men's group, and I, they may still be meeting. But Pastor Brad used this um, method with his men's group this uh, past fall and spring, and I know it was a very fruitful study for everybody who was involved. So this is a great thing to do with God, with others, and with God's word always wonderful thing and this is a tool that you can use in your discipleship with your friends with your family and in your own time like i said so i'm really thankful that you tuned in today as always i just want to remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast on youtube or any podcasting platform that you get your podcast from like apple podcasts or spotify i know google has a platform so please subscribe to that so that you can always make sure you're getting access to these tools And hopefully these tools are really helpful to you and to others. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And I hope you have a wonderful and blessed week. Farewell.